Hello, welcome to Geek and Biscuits. I'm your host, Grant, joined by my lovely fellow friend, host, all round great guy, Dan. <laughs> Hello, Emerald City. What's happening? What's doing? <laughs> Hello there, Brother Crane. <laughs> How are you, mate? How are you been? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right, mate. Yeah, just not long finished work, so I'm jumping on board. I'm, I'm ready. You mean this is not our job? We're not professional podcasters. The illusion is shattered. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, so, yeah. um, if you work, obviously, must yep. be tired working hard and stuff. Um, well, so did you get a chance to uh, view this week's film? I did. I watched it last night. I watched Ooh. it. Um, it, I think I started at half one this Ooh, morning. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, The Sound of Music. So, <laughs> <laughs> where does it rank on your greatest horror films? Um, yeah, so obviously people must know we're talking about The Evil Dead, and that is yeah. The Evil Dead 1981. Yeah, um, not 2013's Evil Dead. So, right, I don't think this film needs a massive introduction. I think if people are here... Um, Obviously, we're going to get people that have not heard us, uh, sorry, that have that followed us before and have maybe not seen it. But I'm, I'm with films like this, you, you know, you kind of do presume that like 70, 80% of people will have, yeah. have, have seen and heard of Evil Dead and open the rest of people actually know the title and its impact yeah. on um, cinema. <laughs> Love it. Um, so, Evil Dead. What's yes. your earliest memories of Evil Dead? Is it, did you get to watch it? I mean, all I can tell you before I tell you mine and before I listen to yours is it was banned for a while when me and you would have been youngsters. Yeah, yeah, it was um, Army of Darkness for me. Yeah, I watched them in reverse. Um, Army of Darkness was you were reversing all the films. <laughs> that was <laughs> so, um, no, it was, I watched them in reverse. It was Army of Darkness first. Yeah. Um, I, I first heard a friend talk about it. I was on holiday, mm-hmm. and this, this lad that I used to have all these WWF um, wrestling figures. Um, oh, and just one, one day. Panda two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jake the boa constrictor snake. Um, but yeah, we uh, so we would sort of fight, you know, playing with wrestling figures and everything. Uh, and he just said, "Oh, you should, should watch, I watched this film the other day." And it's this this man who goes around killing things, he's got a chainsaw for an arm. I was like, you know, I think being about seven or eight, I was like, oh, really? Yeah, this is cool. Um, and I sort of, sort of forgot about it, went home, and uh, we had like a trial for Sky Movies back in the day. So it's like 1994, five, something like that. Yeah. Um, and it was the premiere, I think. Oh, wow. Been out long. Um, of Army of Darkness and my dad said you've got to watch this, this is hilarious it's absolutely brilliant <laughs> so we watched it and yes he was right, it was fucking amazing yeah, very um, right. and then we sort of he sort of started learning about oh, what's is this something else here because it starts you know it sort of picks up where something left off yeah. so we went to <clears throat> video shop uh, Evil Dead 2 and then so as you get older, I don't think I've, I've watched Evil Dead until <clears throat> um, until I started doing media studies, you know, I wow. think I discovered, yeah, the VHS. Yeah. Um, but that was sort of the GMBQ, so probably about 16. Um, you yeah. know, and I heard about it and read about it, and you know, yeah. it was always in the list of greatest horror movies ever made and and, and things like that. Uh, but yeah, I sort of watched them in reverse order. Um, but the, yeah, the impact for the first one was just, I was glad. I was glad in a way because tonally they're so different. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's nice to sort of go from sort of screwball sort of comedy, you know, yeah. from Army of Darkness and having those elements of uh, sort of wackiness in Evil Dead 2 to having that sort of serious tone in Evil yeah. Dead. Uh, yeah, about yourself. I'm laughing and smiling because very similar. Um mm. Yeah, I remember it's my dad's favourite way of introducing us to a film. We used to be watching The Big Breakfast, getting ready for school. Big Breakfast yeah. on Channel 4, like a bit of a 
um, kind of two presenters, a bit of fluff interview, fun games yeah. and stuff in the morning. So, um, and rather than listen to, um, I believe it was Johnny Vaughan, you know, mouthing off as usual. My dad was, um, he just showed us some clips of Army of Darkness and, and it was the bit where he chooses the wrong book. <laughs> and we were laughing at that and then where um, Sheila gets taken by the flying yeah. creature and I was just like wow that's great um, I can remember watching it I can't I can remember sitting down to watch it. I can't remember actually watching actually watching the film I'm like having a thought or two after and then when we got to um, study film yeah I think then and maybe you're like me um, the it was the right age, really. I told you before, I didn't, I didn't really watch an hour or anything like that until I was like 16 or something, because yeah. I'm just never that interested. Um, but I think you, it's the first time, really, that you get any disposable income. Like, I, like I don't know if it's still a thing today, but like pocket money and stuff, you yeah. always used to have that, and it used to go quickly, and obviously birthdays, Christmases, and treats maybe and stuff but it was the first time really that like when you go to college like I, I got a part-time job and even just going to college as well sometimes you start to me and you were in um, HMV and like the video stores and blockbusters so that's when I really started to be able to just look and spend my time like looking at titles and yeah. uh, on the shelves and like like you I think Evil Dead was always something that I've known um, the first time I ever saw anything to do with it was a black VHS copy. My dad's um, friend, my mum and dad had friends over the road from us and uh, he used to be into bigger computer games and, and yeah. films and I used to, I could never do it, but he used to borrow my dad like the X-Files VHS. He had he had the lot um, and he had this title called Evil Dead and it had like, like a, almost a greeny, yellowy, red like outline. It must have been of, of the... Um, um, I forget the character's name already, and he watched it today. Um, you know, she's um, Ellen, Ellen Cheryl. Cheryl, yeah, 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 that's it. Thinking of the actual actress's name, but it's got it's got her changed on it, and it's just like into a box. It says Evil Dead, and then it's like video nasty or something yeah. like yeah, written on the top. So I was always fascinated and always knew about it and knew the story of its band. It's too horrible to see and stuff. And then I bought it on VHS with a black cover and, and, and blue writing, so the same as you. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It was nice because we had the uh, it was I don't think it was long after we were at college they released the what they class as the unrated cut. Yeah. Um, which expanded on like the tree rape sequence and yeah. so just sort of filled in those little bits of yeah, like all good unrated cuts should have some yeah. of that in. <laughs> yeah, it was. But it was, I mean, it was gory anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, it's just splatter, you know, it's very splatter. And I think those, so, but it made me want to see it. That was the thing. It was yeah. the same with the, I know we'll, we'll do Army of Darkness at this some point in the future, but same with Army of Darkness, where we, we would like, given there's a version we saw growing up that was available to us on VHS yeah. um, and DVD. And then, there was like international cuts, yeah, or you know, and stuff like that, and directors' cuts and all sorts. Yeah, different new sequences chopped and changed. So it's, it's always nice to see something different. Uh, the version that um, that I watched, I'm assuming it's the same. Was the same version? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so it was uh, the the blue, the more recent Blu-ray uh, release. And um, yeah. what's impressive about that is you, you get the overly grainy opening. Yeah. But once they get into the cabin, and everything sort of lit as well it can be, you know, it can be lit. It it's cleaned up really, really nice. It has. It so really has. Very impressed. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the great thing. And I think it's it's such a good film that has. I mean, it's relatively low budget. Um, it did do quite well when it started on its release. Um, yeah. You know, and it was, it was doing gangbusters, and it was like it had a lot of praise, didn't it? And Stephen King. Gave it a massive, yeah. massive approval. Uh, so Didn't New Line purchase or something like that yeah, at the time because yeah. of King's um, rating of the film and his, his uh, yeah. positivity. Yeah, they were really lucky to see it was. It is a film made by you know a bunch of friends. Well, it's essentially he's... me and you and like Slacky and and uh, 
Batchford and and Paul and stuff doing exactly what we were studying is going out and doing yeah. exactly what the Evil Dead kids yeah. at the time we forget that the kids when yeah. they started it it's like us going out and making this film that gets picked up by a distributor by production uh, and then gets put on the cinema yeah and well, that's, that's, geez, <laughs> that's crazy they made within the woods didn't they as a concept yes um, yeah um, to get financing. And you got nine nine thousand dollars from that, or ninety thousand. I'm not sure which. Which yeah, I think it's, it's quite quite high. I think they, they they showed it to a lawyer friend. Didn't they were hoping to invest. Yeah. He said, "No, I can show you how to to get um, yeah better investment than that." And they, I think they went around begging, borrowing, stealing. Didn't they? they were sort of ringing everyone up and yeah, it took a number of years to complete. And uh, yeah. yeah, but what an achievement! Wow, yeah. this is the thing. It's it's like. Um, I mean, myself, as you know, I went to watch um, an American Wealth in London at a pop-up cinema um, yeah. 20 minutes from where I live. And although I really enjoyed it and it was great, it was it was definitely not a recent um, version, you know, just with sound and picture quality. Yeah. And this, watching Evil Dead recently, and, and obviously both films were made actually, 81 release, both of them, I actually think, yeah. The for a new audience to watch that Evil Dead really does stand up for. I know we're going to probably get into it more of of of, um, effects and story and characters and stuff, but I think it's just really important now to. Some films obviously can clean up better than others. I do get that, but like just the first thing is Sam Raimi's camera works incredible, and I think cleaning up all the footage is just highlights that and it makes it just yeah. more enjoyable because we're always on here so far we've spoke about films and <laughs> our originals I suppose it's like a photocopy and it you can you just yeah. can't be an original can you um and i think that um for my enjoyment for me to show it to somebody else mm-hmm. um it's just for us to watch again after so long yeah. like i just think it does it really does show you again like just the imagination that went into it because i think it is difficult to sometimes sit and watch old films um because all aspects of all films will age i've gone back and watched certain films back from the middle of uh, 2000s even comedy films and i've sat and i thought that's aged pretty quickly <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. um yeah. so for a film that's so um probably inspiration to a lot of a lot yeah. of upcoming filmmakers because they were up-and-coming filmmakers. This wasn't like the son of, you know, whoever or, or Charlton Esther or something. This is just a couple of, like, kids that were um, big into horror and slapstick comedy. Yeah. And it's just something that followed the dream. And it's it's incredible. It, yeah. I mean, they, they went out of the way to, you know, found the, the cabin in the woods that is just yeah. as iconic as Bruce Campbell as Ash. It's, you know, it's the real abandoned yeah, cabin wasn't yeah, it yeah so they went and it was a hard shoot by all accounts and oh yeah they're all still sharing one room and i think bruce campbell got you know the shit kicked out of him on numerous occasions and you know yeah. they all had old style contact lenses which were hard class it was really painful going to wear them 15 minutes at a time yeah like well weren't they one of the original um ideas was to have them um all um getting high when they were reading the book yeah. or listening to the tape of the book being read and um apparently they did that and so it's proper method <laughs> i'm sure that's what <laughs> the only reason why um and um it was unusable all the footage was yeah. totally unusable so it's, it's the thing is proper guerrilla filmmaking it's Absolutely. that out of its way to making up things on the fly and those the, I think the thing synonymous with Sam Raimi's filmmaking and where you see certain yeah. camera angles and obviously like it all that's what we we get generous helpings of in Spider-Man 2 is yeah. you know it, it's all made up stuff they didn't have dolly tracks and you no. know they didn't have steady cams and everything so you know you get the Ramo cam which is a camera on a large stick that they just push through stuff you get the Samo cam which is you know just on a <laughs> sliding sort of bit of wood yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's those those things where they just turn around and went, well, we'll take a carpenter with us, and he can just make every rig, jig, and you know everything yeah. else we need, just down to specification. Literally, you know, he, they said that he was drawing things on the spot. You know, it was like drawing really crude 
um, yeah. storyboards while they were making it and just going, all right, I want to do this. How will we do that? So then stop what they were doing and go, right, well, you know, let's let's just yeah. get on a bike and ride through the woods at high speed. <laughs> I mean, I bet as painful as that was, and uh, um, I'm, I don't know if I'm correct to this, I'm sure I am, that several times they had to stop filming because of requiring additional funding and they had to go out and get that. So, because at one point, weren't, weren't the last um, something? I'm sure one of the last parts of shooting to complete the films was uh, just literally was Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were left with a with they went to get actual live ammunition for the shotgun and, and to yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's things like um, they were doing sort of like pickups of like, like when Scott opens the curtains, yeah, uh, and it's not Scott's hand; it's yeah, yeah. Sam Raimi's hand, and um, there's little things like they they stood in for each other when people yeah. weren't available, so they'd stand with wigs on and and all like you yeah. put a shirt on, like a shirt and stuff like the conditions. I was reading something about uh, Bruce Campbell's shirt being that caked in fake blood, and they, they hung it out to dry. It was that cold; it froze. So when he put it on, it snapped. But what a way to 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 go through all that. Yeah, well, which you would assume naturally would test friendships and you know, oh, all absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, um, and to come out with a, a product that's you know had universal acclaim ended up being on the video nasty list, which helps its you know notoriety, um, oh, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, yeah. But then solidifies that one role solidifies Sam Raimi as a filmmaker. Yeah. You know, Robert, Robert Tappert as a producer because you can get yeah. Renaissance pictures out of it. Um, and Bruce Campbell as a, as a pop culture icon. Yeah. You know, Probably what, really. to, say it's, yeah, to say it's just, you know, a group of mates who went out and filmed some stuff in a wood. It, Do you think you know, if, if, if you were a time traveller and you went back to them, even just finished filming and said, this film's going to have such an impact on the horror genre, 2013, so 20-something years later, someone's going to do a remake of this, yeah. and then you'll get a TV series like yeah. two or three years later. Like To me, it's it's incredible, and because it's not like this film after film after film, was there, at all? Yeah, no, so, no, see, it's, it's different, unusual for franchises, um, even lesser successful ones, especially in the mm-hmm. 80s, when they just pump film. You know, Friday the 13th, they were doing, as much as I like that series, and I enjoy that series, even at its worst, you know, yeah, a film, almost a film a year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, didn't they get up to like part seventeen? Jason takes a shower. Part eighteen, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jason buys some Kleenex. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But that's it. And it's you know, where's Evil Dead? They didn't. They sort of they had the, the issue with the rights after the first one, so it was sort of six years before they made a sequel. Yeah. Um, and then again, another, I think five. Six Do you think years. that was the first soft reboot? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, quite likely, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just a bit out of the necessity of not having the rights to their own film. Films, is, yeah, to do any recap, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so what way, way around to do it is, well, we'll just we'll redo the first film in the first half an hour. Yeah. And, you know, and you could easily, and I've, I've done this with a fan edit, I edited all three of them together, yeah. and you could easily chop those three up and, and have them as seamless. Brilliant. Um, I've yeah, never done that. You'll have to yeah. find see if you've still got that around anywhere. Yeah. I'll have yeah, to see yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it's just again, it's just a great achievement, and it's a it's a great film, and it deserves to be up there as one of the greats. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, what I would say is this is probably it's not the original haunted house story, but it is the original a cabin in the woods people getting picked off um it's that kind of iconic setting isn't it where it's almost cliche now and this is the the thing with these kind of films when you're showing them back to a modern audience is the fact that some of the stuff you'll have seen not as good um not executed as well yeah obviously not as, as original but this is just every, a lot of things you see are, are a lot of things that then people try to mimic yeah, and and you find its way into all kinds of different films. So, like to me, like um, you know, the scene with um, 
where he's he's about to bury his girlfriend um ash and she's yeah. got an eye closed and it opens and it's a nice callback to an earlier scene where, the, yeah. where he's going to give her a gift but it's also again the kind of possum not possum it's the first time i'd really seen that actually played up rather yeah. than just the like bad guy jump comes back again with no explanation it was the first time you as an audience got almost to experience that like kind of a threat before a character it was like the character's clueless to what's about to happen but we get that kind of a evil wink to the like kind of <laughs> kind of thing um and like you said just the 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 crazy camera angles and just just i mean you've watched the films backwards i watched the films backwards and um I, I, it, for me it was really difficult because um at first you 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 get told how influential it is and yeah. i i always like to when i watch it all the films again is talk about a modern audience just to see their perspective because it does piss me off when people can't respect what's come before and that always happens because th- these 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 kids today um <laughs> they will have their films they see like yeah. can you imagine a, a franchise in the future where people will have go back and watch harry potter and aren't impressed and then some of these kids will be like setting their bloody robes and magic carpets on fire <laughs> and <laughs> and stuff but it's the same thing cinema really did start to come into its own like horror in my opinion like gritty like that extra layer of realism like from like 70s and stuff like that yeah. and then early 80s you've got the kind of gritty down to earth just like you said it's a splatter kind of mm. um just that kind of style for a film and i think although audiences now maybe look at it and and, and even yourself you can go back and watch it and think like part of your brain i think how did people like were scared of this but yeah and at the same time you can think oh my god like a lot of it is very psychological at the time and the screaming and the sound editing and yeah. and stuff it would have been an attack on the senses wouldn't it at yeah. the time yeah. you'd have been like what is going off here so um so yeah just before we get into the story and the characters and that it's just i just think it's one of those films that just leaves you with so many questions like okay. and it is almost a modern audiences might watch Cabin in the Woods and that mm. kind of almost is that love letter to films like yeah. Evil Dead and other horror films but I think it really does set the scene for the I know we've had films before but I think to me it's the ultimate of like location away from everybody you know so one location setting yeah. basically a bunch of kids kind of helpless odds thing you know not everyone's going to make it it kind of like solidified all of those elements as being like yeah every kind of horror film has to have one of these aspects now to move forward. Yeah, and I think for me it was the first time I'd seen that much, and I've seen a lot of horror films at that point, so, yeah. you know, by, by the point, but I think it was that much, it was completely unashamedly gory. Yeah. Um, you know, it was so in your face and it, it didn't shy away from anything. I was surprised at watching it again. I've not seen it in years. Yeah, um, Watching last night, just sort of, I remember the, you know, um, Cheryl getting possessed and stabbing the pencil in uh, Linda's leg. Yeah, which is um, an apple, wasn't it? The, yeah, this... <laughs> so, yeah, and working it, you know, working it around and, you know, and that being disgusting, that sort of thing. And obviously, like, later on, Scotty's eyes, you know, having the thumbs in the eyes. and um, I'd forgot about that when I watched yeah. it, and that still made me go. But, but the thing I forgot about was when, I think, is it Cheryl when she's clawing at Ash's leg? Yeah, when he's and she uh, gouges all his flesh out of his like, he's yeah. like, he's fucking everything. Um, yeah, yeah, so, I yeah, forget about that. Yeah, so it's nice to have that. You got that old school mix of you know, the, the, the makeup's very, um, it, it's I wouldn't say it's basic, it's very inventive for the, the money they had. You know, oh, absolutely, the, yeah, the effects yeah. are very inventive. Um, was it Tom Savini? Is that right? Mm. Apologise if we get this one wrong, but again, you know, sort of working on again, working on flying. I will just, check <laughs> while we're talking. Yeah, that's all right because I did read something earlier about it. Yeah. yeah. So all that stuff, sort of homemade and you know, phone latex and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It reminds me of early Peter Jackson films, you know, like um, Bad Taste and um, yeah, uh, or oh, 
what's it? I think was it called Dead Alive across the Tom pond? Sullivan. Tom Sullivan, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, oh my God, what's it called now? What's the the Ike Cars for the Lord? What's the what's um, Brain Dead? Brain Dead, thank you. Yeah. yeah, and it was that whole sort of like just completely over the top splatterfest with homemade, yeah. you know, um, yeah. makeup and stuff like that. And it, it comes from a very, very good place. These people just want to go out and entertain, and that's and that's what they did quite thoroughly. Yeah. You know. So it's mm. yeah, it's um, I think the, the name as well, like Evil Dead, like it just mm. kind of like it just has that kind of. Again, we've said it, but it like it's almost like just like let's think of two nasty words and throw them together, almost yeah. like a production company. It sounds like rather than a film, because mm. there was in I mean some of the other titles that through translation is Spirit of the Woods, Within yeah. the Woods, Evil Within the Woods. Um, so it would be called Book of the Dead first, weren't it? And it then it was, was yeah, one yeah. The producers who said no, well, it's going to be the, only, the evil there. Because like you said, evil there, it's, it's unusual putting those two together like that. Yeah, um, because it's you know the evil, like you said, the evil dead. It's it's just, but it's kind of like well, dead's just such a final word, isn't it? Mm. So you yeah. did, it doesn't really go with anything, does it? Not not really. So not to have well, that. Well, it's, it's not even like you're going to go. Oh, it's the evil dead. Oh no, it's all right. It's, it's the fairly cheerful dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> the grateful dead. <laughs> Turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it's just. Great, it can it, It's it's so. It's just yeah. It's just that it's so easy to remember. It's so well, it's authentic, know. isn't it? As well, it yeah. just feels like and 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 when talking at my age, um, I mean, I wasn't born when it was made, but obviously by the time I'm looking at like the early nineties, I'm eight, nine, even even ten years later, ninety two. When so I'm like maybe like nine or ten, and I'm thinking. Yeah. You start to visit video stores and you start to see the top shelf. Not the top, yeah. top shelf, because boobies <laughs> are bad when you're younger and you get top off. But, <laughs> but um, <laughs> oops. Um, but, yeah, you do get that kind of, like, everything's from the cover. Yeah. And people really did give a shit about like you said before you've spoken about like people did very good sketches or paintings or, or artwork i mean i like think back now to the alien covers and the either the eggs out there or just yeah. ripley with a gun with newt on the side and, and it's yeah. just everyone seemed to really give a shit what font they use and yeah. everything and now we just get real like photoshopped cast put somewhere and yeah. it's just really uninspired and and um, I mean, I still do that now. If I'm looking on Netflix or any streaming service, I'll check by the cover because obviously, being into film, we'll know a lot of films that are in production and things. But even like if I'm thinking, let me go look for a, let me look for a horror, and then you could you could even from just the not even from the title, but even from the artwork, you can go no 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 flick through them and tell. So it, it yeah. was just yeah, I just think there's such a build up. There was of Evil Dead, gotta see it. Why is it banned? I can't believe this. And it was a nice piece of trivia found out today that um, Germany eventually got the unrated court or the unreleased version or whatever yeah. they want to title it. Guess what year they finally got it? Well, we got it in 2001, didn't we? Something yeah. like that. 2016. <laughs> <Finally>. <laughs> it was through the black market because obviously that's where yeah. Evil Dead and all these video nasties were getting their name. But 2016, until yeah. Germany had that officially. Yeah. Crazy. That's that's insane. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. So for people obviously who have seen it or haven't, the film starts with our main cast um, travelling to Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Um, where, drinking yeah, drinking moonshine, going blind. Um, <laughs> and they pass and believe the director and the producer have a cameo yeah. at the side of the road as fishermen. Um, I mean, the thing is that the film, without ruining every tiny bit, is is very much a basic premise, and that's not an insult. That's like we we're talking about Alien in our last episode. Sometimes a basic premise is great because it gives you clear rules, and it gives the audience to know exactly where they stand, and the and, yeah. and the film can work towards its rules, and how can we scare them? How can we bend them, but never break them? And I think um, 
again it's just it just really works and it is that kind of you know where you are you know what to expect and then rather than trying to put twists and 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 turns into the story that can focus on like you said being just unashamedly just off the wall (laughs) with everything and so these guys get to a cabin um and we see a little bit of of bonding don't we so we have bruce campbell plays ash um With his nice mop and blue shirt. I'll just apologise if anyone can hear if this picks up in the background. There's a police helicopter. Is that hovering <laughs> over, over, over the house? So it's not you for know me. Why don't you? You know why? Black market German DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I'm like the Heisenberg of the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the video nasties. Oh, you've got the best video nasties. You're goddamn right. <laughs> Say my name. <laughs> um, so we have the cast. We have Ash, uh, as played by Bruce Campbell, uh, in the famous blue shirt. Yep. Then we have his girlfriend, and that's Linda. Yep. Is that Betsy Baker that plays yes. Linda? Yeah, that's the one. Um, and then we have um, Cheryl. Yep. Played by... Sandvice, yeah, Weiss, Sandvice, yeah, yeah. Then we have um, Scott, yep. or Scotty, and I forget his name, it's Rob. Um, yeah, I will get it. It's Hal something, isn't he? Yeah. He's got a different credit to his name. Yeah, but I will just check because I didn't want to get it wrong. Richard DiManico. Oh, DiManico. Yeah. He, it's me, DiManico. <laughs> <laughs> then we have, is, is, is the girl... The other girl, Shelley, the one who, yeah, yeah, she's the one who, um, yeah, she, she's the one who I always forget about yeah. when I'm watching the film, always, yeah. even though she's got a, yeah, because she does kind of just the other two are kind of slow builds, aren't they? Or, or at least from like, we get <laughs> one unfortunately gets her. I don't laugh because of that. It's just the fact that it's the absurdity, but it's also the horrificness, but also the way it's shot is genius. Is one of them gets raped by a tree, mm-hmm. so that evil is obviously put inside of her. Um, so we get to see that, and the and the other is um, it's a very drawn out process because we get to see her possession. Mm. And it's very much a, from a taunting perspective of possessed, yeah. laughing, like real psychological stuff. Uh, Shelley just happens, doesn't it? And it's straight yeah. in your face. That's why I always yeah. seem to like just forget about it until I watch it. And then I know straight thinking, oh, wow. Um, so these guys, basically, they're all they're all, um, I think, Ashen, obviously, Linda together. And is it um, Shelley and Shelley and Scotty? Yeah, yeah. And that's right. Shelley's yeah. just along things because she's just Ash's sister it's yeah 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 she's just come along hasn't she so um and it is as basic as they find a um like a old kind of not cassette you'll have to bear with me it's like yeah, an it's, old it's, tape it's recording isn't it yeah. yeah yeah and it's somebody speaking about um this book of the dead or this necronomicon or whatever and it's um and it's like bound in human flesh and yeah. written in blood yeah. yeah and it's about demons and walking the uh, being resurrected mm-hmm. through these incantations and yeah. as we progress a little bit further we find out that his wife is um possessed losing herself to this demon and that the only way really is to to defeat them is via dismemberment <laughs> it's always nice <laughs> I say, like what I liked about that is when you, when it starts, obviously you get the introduction to your characters and they get to the cabin, and you know there's the the swing hitting the the house. Then it stops, doesn't it, when Scott gets the door? But the presence is already there. Yes. So it's obviously um, Professor Novi and um, is already you know we know that he's already read these things out, and it's not like it, yeah. it waits for the kids to do it. No, it's just. He's released it, and it's just lying dormant in the woods. But it's he's waiting he's, for something to yeah, be there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. That's the great thing about it. Was it? It wasn't. It doesn't take them to do it. No. Um, you know, it's it's already there, stalking the woods and everything. It's like you said. It's just it's waiting for uh, you know yeah. a bunch of bunch of kids to come along and fuck up its day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. And, and and even though I've I've watched this film earlier today, this is where to me we have and people may understand um not predicament, but the way that I'm 
not struggling to recap it, but the way where things do blend into each other because we have yeah. like two is a little bit of a soft reboot, but it's set in the same cabin. So yeah. it, and and you've just got these bunch of characters that are thrown together straight away in a very vis- visceral situation where um, they're almost attacked from the get-go, aren't they? Because um, yeah. Ash's sister, Cheryl, she um, she goes into a bit of a trance, doesn't she? And she starts yeah. drawing the actual book. Yeah. And I thought that was that was the first scene because, you know, watching it, because I try and watch it from the perspective, obviously, like remembering the film and... and being impressed with the film and 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 and, and respecting the film, but also I try to have a bit of my brain thinking: if this is the first time I've seen this film, how would I react? Yeah. And I was, um, and I really do like the titles and the artwork. But this is the first scene that really impressed me, where I thought to myself, it, "It's like it's just a quick cutting, and yeah. the and the camera's not ashamed, is it? Or not? It's not. It doesn't worry if it picks up an actress's nose ear out of place. Yes. It really will just get in and around and just that quick thing. It was like a very, I say modern now, we'd not think anything of it, but how aggressive it all is. I think that's, I think for the time it was very modern. Doing a drawing as well. It's, I didn't really notice. I think because before the Blu-rays and stuff like that, we had, you know, you've, uh, DVDs were based on VHS transfers and, and yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. So I didn't really bother cleaning them up. So it's the first time I really paid attention that Cheryl's hand was, it got black veins on it. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's it a paler colour. It's the first time it's really sort of sank in that, you know, it's, which plays nicely into, you know, events in Evil Dead too. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's nice that there's sort of like little, not callbacks because this is, you know, this happened first, but it's like, Call forward, yeah, yeah, that's a t shirt. Yeah, it's a t shirt, <laughs> <Impressed> call forward, <laughs> eat your fucking biscuits and shut it all. <laughs> yeah, that's our last t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye from us, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's so, and I think that's probably why at the time when we get this scene straight away and people do look back on this film, it is just that, like, I think you were alluding to it earlier, just like the energy around it straight away. It's not like, yeah. like, obviously we need character development, but at some point, horror now, especially modern horror, especially the remake of this film, it just drags out yeah. character development sometimes, or, 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 it, or, or it doesn't even develop characters. It just, like a fake kind of let's just spend yeah. as much time with them as we can do well that's the thing with the remake sorry to interrupt but it was like the thing no, was no. That it went out of the way to say is it was it jane levy yeah she uh, was the the major yeah character. it was sort of like going out of the way to let you know that she was a recovering addict and that yeah but then they sort of so the interesting thing for me would have been if they'd really played on that if she was experienced personally just her experiencing all the shit going on and they're yeah. trying to get to go Turkey, then that'd just be part of a fever dream, and they you know, could explore. And I think they, that was the idea, but it didn't really pay off. But I think when you go into watching an Evil Dead film, if, if they're basing it, obviously it's a remake of Evil Dead with their own little spin on it and stuff like that, and they promoted it as you know, three, you know, they, they, the majority of people went to see the Evil Dead remake would have known it was based on the Evil Dead. Evil Dead, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think I, when we went to see it at the cinema, yeah. Uh, in Mansfield, I think. Um, we did, we did, yeah. It's kind of like, I enjoyed it, but it was, I just felt like, get to where you're going, because like you said quite rightly, the first one, introduce these characters, they get set up in the woods, spooky stuff starts happening, and then not a minute's waste, like 90 minute runtime, not a minute's wasted from start no, to finish. No. And in fact, the majority of the cast, um, you know, obviously we, we know, assuming people have seen this, but the majority of the cast are possessed or dead, at least, by an hour into it and then you yeah. a decent so you think where can this go but then obviously they're the evil dead so they, they do keep coming back it's not just yeah a one and done it's these things carry on don't they of course it, they do so everyone all these characters you build up liking and you're supposed to like you get to know and everything they are dispatched or possessed relatively yeah. um for them to come back yeah, for the you know for a finale, um, and that's what I really enjoyed about it. It didn't sort of it didn't waste your time. It just no, I think you I think you you're right about that definitely. I think it's um and I think that's the problem with film um modern horror is you get well to me you get two kind of things. Two you get one where 
characters are so disposable mm. that if you've not got a villain that you're rooting for almost, it just becomes a waste of time because yeah. you're just watching, you might as well just watch a compilation clip of coolest kills in, in movies. Yeah. That's that's as ridiculous as it is. Um, and the other one, like we just said, is the fact that it just draws everything out too much or you get the tiny bits of horror, tiny bits of horror, tiny bits of horror. And then it almost steps into a, like the third act and it's just it just completely ruins all kind of pacing. Yeah. And, 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 and that's not how you build up a threat, is it? It's not how you reveal yeah. information slowly. Like the like you said, the, the, the professor that's reading, you know, that's reading the tape aloud, he's basically the exposition dump for the yeah. audience and it's great because it, does, it doesn't detract from any character we just get to see reactions of this situation yeah. so then what we do is i believe is cheryl the first one to um she goes outside doesn't she um, yeah and she's eventually like she she's she hears something like 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 they do she pops outside wonders what's going off and then she's like attacked by the tree and at the time this was really controversial scene like she's seen running through the uh, like forest and then she's like strapped at like branches and vines pull her basically to the floor don't they and then like there's a shot and and even though obviously like by not taking anything away from the film by today's standards it's it, it is it is obviously we have got more like quick editing we have got more more ways of making it more brutal but you know the shot when she's laid down and it like opens her legs i was still like wow like i was like oh you know for thinking shit like like really thinking like i'm really you you know you're really worried for her yeah it's very visible it's very good Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely definitely um so she gets away she um gets back to the cabin and tells the brother, doesn't she, Ash, yeah. that she wants to go or anything. Yeah, he, they drive off and the bridge is, yeah, and the bridge is basically fogged. There's no yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was a very good scene, actually. I'm not really, I've seen it, obviously, but this is the first time, not first time, but this time, again, maybe because of the cleanup of the image and sound yeah. and everything. Yeah. I was really impressed because it just looked like it was just them too lit by the headlights of the car. Yeah. And she's on her knees and he's comforting her. And I thought that was a really nice shot, actually. Yeah. Very, very nice. That Because it's just a gory film full of ridiculous moments and great yeah, moments. It's just, it, it's just, it is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, and am I right in thinking Shelley's the first one that we see actual in fully dead-eye zombie makeup? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and she obviously... Um, starts um does she stab she stabs linda in the yeah ankle with a pencil yeah so i have watched this today i'm i'm you know it's just it's just i think i don't know whether it's so many versions of the film or or because it is again it's just such a tight premise where all these characters are bunched together and you do know them and they do stand out in the film but it's just the film is like it's great because like you said like an hour in you think how much more further can they take yeah. this? Yeah. But I think because it's very methodical as they do it, like Ash goes through and they build up tension by taking somebody, he's going to bury somebody and you've got the tension of, is she dead? Is she not dead? And you see him yeah. drag her. So you, so you get to almost, it's like, it's the agonizing journey of Ash. Then the film becomes yeah. like, it follows him all the way through. Doesn't it? It's, it he's got yeah. to take his girlfriend. He's got to bury. Is this that? We'll get to see every detail, yeah. don't we? With him. That's a nice thing because he, yeah, he goes to that thing with Linda, you know, his sisters possessed. They lock her in the, the cellar. Um, mm. you know, and, and, and Linda's possessed. And Shelley gets set on fire. Um, <laughs> Doesn't she? And then she picks up the, the Kandarian knife. Knife, yeah. Um, and goes to stab Scott. Yeah. Um, but ends up getting stabbed herself. Um, and all that sort of milk shit comes out of her face. And, you know, it's, yeah. again, it's really good. Um, but then I say, when there's not just sort of Linda's death, he's got to contend with, but you get the idea that, you know, obviously Scott is his best friend. Yeah. And it's whatever, what's happening to Scott is pretty awful. Before he gets possessed, um, that Ash's taking care of him brings in that water, doesn't he? And it's yeah, he does. Yeah, dies. He sort of puts it to his to his lip to give him a drink, and he just dies. Is he in the, the chair? Um, He's in the chair. Yeah, yeah. It's just everything's collapsing around Ash, and that's 
It's quite. Yeah, so they, they do. It is. Oh, there's sort of there's a bit of sentimentality. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's he's this grief and loss, and then there's kicking the shit out of dead eyes. Well. Yeah, well, there's two. There's, there's a thing that I forgot to mention, and that's where we've had the horrific scene with the with the tree, but then we have the bit where. Um, Linda and um, Shelley are, 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 are trying to play psychic or clairvoyant mm. with the cards. Yes, with the cards, yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah, and then we get to see Cheryl that, like, floats kind of in the air, eyes mm. really... <laughs> what kind of colour are they? I still fail to... What what real colour are they? It's just... Face is almost like rosy cheeks, but, yeah, like, she's just floating and you get this kind of, like, otherworldly voice that's telling them they're, gonna, they're all going to die one by one and then she drops to the floor. Yeah. And, again, that's really the, the kick-off, isn't it, of yeah. shit. These characters now all know they're fucked or all yeah. know there's, there's, there's a greater force, basically, yeah. at work. Um, and that's just before Shelley's... Um, um, possession and, and and fight with scotty but um there was something interesting like um I'm, again these these aren't seasoned actors at all yeah. Yeah, no. yeah and um apart from one little bit where scotty is in real pain before he passes away as a human i'd say um we do get a bit of a it's probably the worst performance from him is where he's having the kind of die, you know, pitch. It just really stands out as amateur, but not in a. But it fits into the film still, which yeah. is great. Um, but and I don't mean to pick that out as a nitpick. I'm just. I actually want to use that reverse and say that take away that moment. I think he's actually very, very solid. And yeah. if anyone's not seen this film, he's got a bit of a. When I say uglier brother, it's just because it's not ugly. It's just because Harrison Ford's fantastic. So he almost <laughs> yeah. has got a bit of Harrison Ford about him. Yeah. yeah. Facial, nose, eyes. Yeah. How he carries himself at the beginning. How he is he, the character that reacts to everything, that grabs the I axe think, off of yeah. Ash. You would genuinely believe he was the main character. I yes. Think. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, you think he was a leading man. You wouldn't assume, yeah. even though, um, you know, Bruce Campbell's fairly tall, Tall and Scott, you know, square, very, very square jawed. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, and uh, you know, he's it, obviously he's got his sort of romantic bits with Lena and everything, but you wouldn't assume. I think it's the, the way that Scott's the first one to go into the cellar. Um, yeah. You know, he's the one who jokes about a little bit and stuff like that. He's got that sort of cocksure sort of thing yeah. about him. Um, but yeah, it's sort of, you know, he, but he, he sort of takes things a bit too far, doesn't he? It's sort of like when he's playing the yeah. tape and Cheryl's going, stop it, stop it, stop it. And Ash is like, sort of berates him a bit for it. Yeah. Um, you just think, oh, yeah, well, if anyone's going to make it through this, it's Scott. And then, yeah, everyone gets, gets their ass Well, he, he does the, um, he kind of, basically, after he puts his girlfriend down, he, because um, he obviously grabs the axe off, off uh, Ash, doesn't he? And yeah. I love that shot of him hitting her in the face with yeah. the axe because you don't get this kind of um just the kind of a stick in there you it's, it's almost like it, it <laughs> we know he's not hitting a stunt man or something it's either a mannequin or something built isn't yeah. it but it's just the way it connects in the face and then goes mm -hmm. down like i thought it just really does yeah. feel that he's he's took something out i think yeah. that's yeah that's again it. that's so, so real isn't it yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, but after yeah. that, he um, basically tells everybody to fuck themselves. He doesn't care that it's not his girlfriend yeah. and is going. And that's kind of the, his downfall, really. And that's, I think, yeah. when maybe the audience is supposed to start to figure out that Ash is going to be the one to carry the rest of the film. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So, but yeah, it definitely did remind me a bit of Harrison Ford, like a mm -hmm. uglier younger brother or something of Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the great thing, isn't it? Because like, so everyone is taken away from Ash, and then so your now unlikely hero becomes the hero yeah. to whatever extent that is. Because obviously, we know, you know, so as you're getting towards the end of the film, that he, he's fighting off what's left of the Dead Eyes. You know, he's fighting off Scott, um, yeah. you know, gouging his eyes out. And, <laughs> you know, he's, Cheryl comes back, <clears throat> stalks him around the house. You know, he's, he's trying to you know, shut himself away. In yeah. the cabin, uh, and, you know, it's just so much 
sort of going off and it is really sort of surrounded by there's those little surreal moments like where he's looking in the mirror um and it turns to water yeah it's it's enter it and it just it's almost enough to drive you insane i think that's what they and that's i think what they try and hammer home in evil Dead 2 yes you know the 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 laughing deer's head (laughs) and the lamp and everything is that you you said that's the point where you think ash is a completely broken man whereas in the first one you don't quite get to that you know he gets hysterical he gets scared and there's those beautiful there's that beautiful shot what sort of the camera moves over the top of his head and comes and rests on his face and he's like really yeah. close up and you see his eyes move around and he's, he's sort of completely off kilter isn't he he's just yeah. everything about it's just like god love him but mr cameron plays it so well he, he yeah, does like he's said, fantastic like you said not only season actors but you know the, your potential's right there oh um, absolutely absolutely but I think the nice thing is, it's like you go through. Obviously, when he's stalking around the house and everything, he goes and he pulls the pipe down. There's a lot of blood flowing down the um, projector, <laughs> and he pulls yeah. that pipe. But again, it's one of those those films that I'd never seen that amount of blood no. on screen before. It was just unreal. And you know, and through each each progressing film, I think they've tried to one up themselves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> But great, but again, the finale is you approach the finale and sort of, you know, he's dispatched, you know, the Daleks and he's, he's burnt the book, which which is amazing when it comes alive. Yeah. You know, Tom comes out and everything. Um, and everyone's sort of melting away. And, and then out of nowhere, these giant fucking demonic arms. Yeah. Come it, out it. It which is. So but it's amazing to think of because I always thought, yeah, great. And you. I never really thought too much about it. I just always was caught up in the, wow, I, I, I call it that. But actually, it's a nice little, not even a metaphor, but it's almost like a, it's a nice little tie to, rather than a spirit of the demon flying yeah. away, this is the representation of, of the demon. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, you know what? I couldn't possess you or you were, what a waste of time you were, fuck you, kind of, yeah, yeah you yeah. are a mess, like, left. Yeah. <laughs> and they do, they just, they just, they, they melt away, don't they? They just yeah. and it's a it's a lovely effect. There's so and it's very old school sort of stop motion. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and obviously, I think today's standards, kids today, especially, will look at it and go, "Well, that's crap, that shit, whatever." But there's there's such a um, there's an artistry to it. There's a and it, yeah. it's missing these days. It's stuff like I think you know we we need to look back to why these things were successful. And, you know, but it's the context of these guys had basically fuck all <laughs> and, and they made that happen yeah and that didn't affect anybody in 1981 no one had ever seen anything like that yeah do, do you know what i mean it, it, and in a film so fast-paced it's like there's several times today where for a second i was taken out of it not in a bad way but i was thinking who's that and then i realized it was cheryl was back because it's clearly a stand-ins study yeah. and the makeup's like finished there but you never really get a second to like think about that and breathe. And the way if you watch that on VHS, I don't think you notice. I think it's okay. because Blu-ray is so they've done such a great job tidying it up. Mm. And, and and I just think that if you're Sam Raimi, you've got to look back at this afterwards. It's probably it's not not saying you stick to the back teeth, but like Evil Dead, Evil Dead, Evil Dead. It's got like a real passionate yeah. fan base. But surely he's got to look back at some point, and maybe he's already done this, and think the money they've had, and the film turned out that yeah. quality, that much of a high standard. It was the benchmark for years in horror. Like, who cares if you've got a couple of effects that are dodgy? Every film's got a couple of effects where you can see a stump, the end of a costume somewhere, or a stuntman's yeah. running, and he's not got the hand on his prosthetic arm or yeah. whatever. So, I just think. I think you're right. I think you have to look at the context of it. And to me, that's every film I watch like that. Yeah. If I'm watching a film I've not seen before and it's made in 1981 or two or whatever, I sit there and I don't go, wow, that's special effects shit. Like, what was I thinking? Yeah. yeah. We went for a picture yeah, today, guys. Oh, are you? Yeah, but it wasn't <laughs> as good as when we went to a restaurant the other day. <laughs> <laughs> like, jeez. I don't know. So... Right, Dan. So obviously, Evil Dead. I think the amount of times um, 
said influential or you know kind of benchmark things like that yeah. for horror yeah. um in every aspect really from gore effects yeah. um direction camera work everything so um obviously we'll cover we will get to cover evil dead too and um we'll get to cover army of darkness and hopefully even the uh the tv show um ash vs evil dead um but is there anything that you wanted to add anything that you think we may have missed or like i mean we know the film did we spoke about the reception we spoke about our yeah. thoughts now we've how, how we got into evil dead now it still kind of is relevant today but is there anything like Anything that jumps to mind when anybody says Evil Dead to you? Anything that stands out for you about this film above all else? I think really it's just its, it's legacy and how that something you know made on a, 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 a micro-budget, um, especially by even 80s film standards, you know, yeah. such a small amount of money, could have such an impact not just on cinema but you know we've had computer games based off it comic books like you said you know there's, there's, a, there's a franchise it's just not necessarily being a, a a long film franchise it's not sort of like nine films in the series or whatever it's yeah. just that, you know it's it's had tie-in books and you know said so games and uh, merchandise just phenomenal for it and people have really took yeah. it to the hearts and i think that says a lot about it and i do believe you know there was a musical as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Think, whereas, I would say that Evil Dead Two solidifies Ash's iconic statue, you know, sort of chainsaw arm. Yeah, it does. You know, absolutely. Sh- yeah. Shotgun strapped to his back and and that sort of thing. Um, you know, it all had to start at one place, and and thankfully, it just it just took those those young whippersnappers and you know, friends, you know. Um, yeah. To get it done, and God bless them. You know, if if only more Absolutely. more people did that, if only more people took a chance, and you know, yeah, you know, who knows what we'd get? No, absolutely, absolutely. I just think it is. To me, again, it's the ultimate kind of backyard with your mates kind of movie, yeah. and I think to me, it just always. Like you can, we can all sit there. We've all got eyes. I sit there and I appreciate every film for what it's worth because I've said this before and I will continue to say it to every single person that I talk the film about. In 20, 20 years' time, we could all be sat there going, Lord of Rings looks terrible. The effects look so cheap. Yeah. Uh, the computer games we play look more real. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Like you're in the time that it is, and without all these films, without these people's ingenuity and and um, being able to think on their feet and just yeah. invent things that <laughs> weren't there um, yeah. we wouldn't progress this far and i think yeah. evil dead <laughs> just doesn't get the respect it deserves now I, I don't believe i still think it's it's from a fan's perspective and people who are generally interested i think it does but from yeah. like a critical standpoint i don't think it it holds that respect still. I think things like The Exorcist are still spoken about in such a scene, but I think yeah. Evil Dead is seen as this kind of gore porn kind of um, just killing for the sake of killing. But actually, it's it's just it's just more. Yeah, definitely. To me. Yeah, yeah, and it's unashamedly it's it's about this guy that goes and he does almost have that little transformation, doesn't he? I'm not saying it's an absolute character study, but it, it does go through this. Um, like to, to stand in the background on the hacks that people that he won't like use to, yeah. to kind of being able to take out everybody and yeah. you know become mild mannered to I mean I don't, we don't see it till the second one he'll almost become like a action <laughs> hero kind of pissed yeah. off kind of I'm in this yeah. situation but I just think there's there's more to it and I think it, the real standout is the technical aspect of the film the fact yeah. that it was able to be made with like you said, a micro budget, it's 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 unbelievable. And I just think that um that more people need to see it and I think that yeah, maybe definitely. today's generation will see Evil Dead twenty thirteen and, and it's just it's not a patch. No. Even no. the serious tone. Evil Dead's not known for this now as a franchise, it's more yeah. dark humour, but even this serious tone for the first one, 
Mm. It's just so much better than the 2013 yeah. one. It is. It's. It's. It's just. It just know, like you said, it just knows what it wants to be. It wears its heart on its yeah. sleeve, and that's it. It's not pretentious. It's not trying to connect um, anything to anything. It's not trying to almost, have, you know, not imply that like drugs can mess your head up and it's like yeah. a demonic force taking over your body. It's just not interested in any of that. It's not interested in metaphors, is it? It's just interested in telling a story, but being as inventive and in and involving you the camera acts yeah. as your third eye almost like you are on a roller coaster and afterwards yeah. you might need a drink because you've got an headache <laughs> from being there. The thing. and i think like with the um they're doing the the new film the evil dead now yeah or is that what they did they change the title was it evil dead rises or something like that? i think they it was originally evil dead now i think i don't know if they've changed it since um but um you know, I would rather see, rather than another rehash, I'd probably be more interested in seeing a period film. I'm not I'm not overly one for prequels. I'm not, you know, not, I don't, no. don't need to see. I don't know, I need everything explaining to me, but I wouldn't mind seeing Professor Nobi at Kandar Castle. Yeah. You know, finding the book. You know, why Why he wanted to find the book. What was his, you know, his, his motivation behind all that. And maybe his story, what happened to him and because I like Evil Dead 2, we get that little answer of, you know, he's sort of stuck in the spirit world and, and yeah. it's still in the fruit cellar. Um, you know, but <laughs> it, it, it always, I'd rather see that as a straight-out horror um, than a, another yeah. churn-out. But who knows? It, I mean, it might it, it might be something completely different. It's, I think if I would like to see Raimi doing more straight-out horror, you know, sort of like um, Drag Me to Hell. Which was, yeah, all intents and purposes was another Evil Dead film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and and you know, yeah, absolutely. For it, you know, I think that's that's what I'm. I would rather see Raimi Evil Dead than someone else. Yeah. You know, sort of whether well, it's it, you know, well, it was Freddy Alvarez, weren't it before? Yeah, and and yeah. Um, I just don't like this because it's it's to me, and and I'm really apologise for anybody listens that I'm gonna. You know, disagree with their opinion, but it's this. It reminds me of the in the uh, music world of the recent trend where we'll take an '80s song, a kind of upbeat '80s song, but we'll make it really like sing it. We'll get a female to sing it, and we'll sing it really slow and depressing because it's more real. And it's just like fuck off. <laughs> like, don't be ashamed to do what you need to do. Yeah, not everything has to be gritty. Not everything has to be real. And when you've got Evil Dead why why change this why yeah i get you don't want a, a remake or an interpretation to be the same but why bother yeah like, like i've never really thought of an evil dead reboot but actually that sounds much more enjoyable and i don't need to see everything and they can as far as i'm concerned we can just see the origins of how it got out or whatever and a tiny yeah. bit more i don't need to know what the what it looks like as a whole i don't need to see yeah. um everything you know the show doesn't explain everything yeah. it shows snippets so I, i'd be damned for that i just don't need to see another kind of let's make take away what makes evil dead evil dead and make it generic mm-hmm. and, and gritty like half these other yeah. kind of films <laughs> yeah, <laughs> One yeah, or two. Definitely. yeah so mm. final thoughts go and see it as as watch ever it. yeah go and watch it yeah yeah if you don't um i'll send you nasty voice messages yeah yeah i know who you are <laughs> in, in, in what's the language Sumerian is it Sumerian yeah, yeah. 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 Voice I'll messages in Sumerian yeah <laughs> I'll put you all down well you think you'll be sending it in that and it'll turn out to be Klingon won't it Frasier <laughs> so um, yeah so I just want to obviously thank everybody for uh, watching our videos yeah. and watching this video and as always We'd love you to like it. It get helps to get the video out there to other yes. kind of fans of either podcasts or you know specific ones we do, like Alien fans, Evil Dead fans. Obviously, it helps us out, and hopefully, you know, you guys will subscribe if you like what you see. But we are going to take a couple of weeks break. Yeah, um, yeah we're just going to gather our thoughts together because we started this podcast together, didn't we? And it's obviously there's. COVID-19 and all the kind of things going off. Um, so we've just been kind of, we thought we'd just 
something we wanted to do, we'd get it done and use what's at our disposal. So we're just going to kind of get our heads together over the next couple of weeks um, and uh, kind of just see how we can move forward and what other content to bring. And because we do have some stuff lined up, um, and, and the podcast, yeah, and the podcast is going to be the staple of things, and that's what we want to do: talk film. But doesn't mean we can't do other content. Yep. Doesn't mean we can't, you know, expand, spread our wings. So expand um, like my waistline. <laughs> it's that Queen T-shirt I see there, by the way. Yes, yes, great, great. Um, sorry, when you said spread your wings, I thought you, you literally lifted slightly and the wings went. Oh, it's great. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we, again, we do appreciate people watching it, and we, and and we have had a couple of requests, and we are going to get to some of those. Yep. In our next season, aren't we? And we're going to label them as seasons because we want to kind of have things ready for people um on our channel at ease and to be able to find things because we do like to waffle and we will have a lot of waffles and a lot of videos so it's just going to make it nice and easy isn't it for people to find and stuff but again just thank you for watching really great if you could share it great if you could like it great if you subscribe but just thanks for watching and thanks for making me you know not english speak um (laughs) you don't speak great (laughs) makes me good Um, (laughs) so yeah no thank you and again just drop us a message on facebook twitter instagram or, or even in the comments I'd say below, but now they've ruined that, haven't they? Because the comments are like underneath the, you know, like button yeah. and stuff now. So they've even moved. Drop so, them wherever they are. Yes, yes. Or if you can't find them, just just write on your phone, right on the screen, <laughs> scratch it on there. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it over Twitter and Facebook. Just, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We will. We, yeah, we do get involved. who was that um yes and i just wanted to say thanks and also to you as well thank you for um you know being available to chat and to um you know start this together and um hopefully continue but i think it's just come at the right time now hasn't it just to kind of look at our look at you know look at what we've got how we can improve and this has kind of always been like a, a bit of a test test room yeah. for us hasn't it just to see um how our technology holds up internet in this pandemic kind of you know what kind of films yeah, well, are featured how many virgins we have to sacrifice you know <laughs> we will be we'll be back bigger and more obnoxious and i would thank you but i'm i'm well above your horse shit so <laughs> <laughs> it's very important for that that's all right mate you stick to your biscuits god damn you <laughs> So, yeah, well, I just, again, thank you very much. And Dan, as always, thank you. Thank you, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Look forward to season two. Yeah, very soon. Yeah, season, Geek and Biscuits season two, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, you've ruined it for me. <laughs> you've ruined that review. <laughs> I love those Boogaloo biscuits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thank you, mate. And I will speak to you very soon. Yeah, see you later, mate. See you later, guys.